2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. It's
0: time to play! Full-time fantasy. Play. Full-time play. fantasy. All right, it's
3: Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Week 11, one more game. Chargers against the Chiefs. I'll cover that later on in the show. Man, that's a a rough game when you need this. Because week 11, a lot of points are going to be scored tonight. A lot of points are going to be scored tonight. So you think you're winning. You may not be when it comes uh, midnight tonight. So it's one of those games, you know, when it's the Bengals are playing the uh the Bears, you know, it's a not you don't have to expect a lot of fantasy points. But when the Chiefs play the Chargers, giddy up. But uh I want to talk first, and I'll get to this week. I promise you I'll get to this week, but I want to talk about the Colin Kaepernick fiasco for a sec. Because it's one of the craziest things I've seen in 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 a long time. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff over the last couple of weeks. Miles Garrett. Smashing some helmets on people's heads. But the Kaepernick thing to me is just wild. So initial thoughts, and maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. I'd love to get your input on it. Feel free to call and let me know what you think. People are saying, I think it was Stephen A. Smith was like, Kaepernick really doesn't want to be in the NFL because he's not doing what the NFL has asked them to do. You know what? I don't agree with that. I actually don't agree with that. The NFL puts this thing together on the fly, which is the craziest thing to begin with. I mean, would you plan a wedding in a week? This was like, sure, get it done, get it done. Next, they were going to, I don't know if this, and this is the key part that people don't realize. Maybe you do. The NFL was gonna do the taping of the tryout, and they were going to cut up and edit it and send it to the teams. Now, you're Colin Kaepernick, are you cool with that? Ask yourself that question. If you're Colin Kaepernick, are you cool with the NFL filming it, cutting it up into shreds, and sending it out as a video? So you make 60 throws, right, give or take. What if they choose the worst five? What if they throw the one where you miss the guy by 20 feet? You have no control over that. Why would you ever agree to that? So Colin Kaepernick's like, no way. Let's put this sucker on YouTube and let it go live. And the NFL's like, no, he can't do that. But do you blame Colin Kaepernick? If you don't trust the people that you work with, why would you put them in a position where they could screw you? So he goes to some high school, an hour outside of Atlanta, brings those people in, puts it on YouTube, and there you have it. Does it look rinky-dink? Yes. Is it a shoddy production? Yes. Is he going to get a call? Doubt it. This whole thing was a sham. This whole thing was a sham. Don't you think if anybody really wanted to call Colin Kaepernick, they would have done it already? Did we need more publicity about this? But I can't blame the guy. If you're going to show me, at least let, let me determine what gets sent out there. Let me help make the video. Why should you make the video? I don't trust you. You've screwed me over in 27 different ways. That seems reasonable. When the NFL says no to that, that's not reasonable. They want to control all parts of it. Then they got to get out in front, oh, Colin Kaepernick was being disagreeable, blah, blah, blah. Such, a, such a waste. Such a waste. You either want to sign him or you don't. You either bring him in or you don't. Nobody wanted to bring him in one-on-one. It was easier to do it this way, under the cloak of the NFL bringing it down. It's ridiculous. Big old waste of time for people. You either want him, and he's better than what you have, or he's not. And the truth is, he's probably better than 10 quarterbacks who are starting in the NFL right now. Now, if you don't want to deal with everything that comes with him, I can't blame you one bit. I know that I wouldn't want to deal with it. I know that I, if I was an owner, I wouldn't want to deal with it. It's hard enough to be an owner in the first place. I don't need, you know, 20% of my fan base getting angry at me and threatening to, to not be a season, season ticket holder. I have everything to lose and not much to gain. It's not that great a player. I'll go get myself Andy Dalton next year. I'll go get myself Cam Newton. I'll go draft somebody. I don't need a 32-year-old quarterback who's got issues. I just don't. That's, that's probably not the route that I want to go. But this whole thing, sham, fiasco, nightmare. It is. All right. Speaking of a sham, if you watched last night's Bears-Rams game, you might think the end of the game was a little bit of a sham there too. Because Bears coach Matt Nagy decides Mitch Trubisky's not coming out on that final drive. And that he had a a hit pointer. Yeah. Every decision that was made had zero to do with Trubisky's play, Nagy said. It was completely based off the injury it had and where he was at. Are you joking? This guy's terrible. The problem is when you do it this way, you open yourself up to a million questions all week. This is not the time. You were losing this game anyway. You're down by 10. Your team hasn't, done, hasn't put, uh, done anything on offense all game long, and now you're going to bench Trubisky? That's just not smart. you got to know the timing is life. And that was some bad timing from, from Matt Nagy. It may have been the right thing to do, but it was bad timing. Trubisky's awful. But Chase Daniel's not that much better. And the minute you put in Chase Daniel, what does that say about Trubisky? I'm done with him? What a I mean, really, I just don't get coaches. A lot lot of crazy, a lot of crazy. All right, we're going to take a little time out. When we come back, we'll break down week 11. We'll do it visionary style. I'm Dr. Roto, and I'm back with you right after this.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right, we're back. Dr. Roto here with you. Remember, check me out at fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code Roto50 for 50% off your first two months. And so let's take a look at at yesterday's games. And uh, there are some strange things, things we had right, things we had wrong, things we need to talk about. First, let's talk about the Jets against the Redskins. If you are a Redskin fan right now, you have to be happy about one thing and sad about something else. You have to be ecstatic about Darius Geis. He looked good. He looked good. He had the catch for the touchdown, right? The 45-yarder for a touchdown. And he looked pretty good on some of the running plays. Certainly better than Adrian Peterson. But you have to be absolutely and unequivocally upset about Haskins. He is terrible. I saw everything I need to know about on about Haskins. Did you see that one play where he threw it to Trey Quinn and he missed him by like 10 feet? It was a quick out pattern. This guy's got no touch. This guy's terrible. Now, you've already drafted him. You've got more years on the rookie deal. It doesn't matter. This guy's four years away from being decent. This isn't a quick fix. This isn't, let me bring in a quarterback guru and let this guy get better. This guy's two years from being, like, mediocre. He's two years from mediocre. He's four years from fair. He's a century from good. That's why you don't ever draft a guy who has one good year, a.k.a. Mitch Trubisky, who didn't even have one good year in college. You See that stat at the end of the game last night? Trubisky was taking over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. I think I would fire the general manager just for that that promo right there. Haskins is terrible. Absolutely terrible. Sam Darnold, on the other hand, there's something there. Now, I hate Adam Gase. You know that. But Sam Darnold, he just loves that first drive of the game. This guy is like the best first drive quarterback in the NFL. I can't tell you about the rest of the game, but the first drive, I want Sam Darnold out there. Ryan Griffin, Sam just loves his tight ends. He just loves a tight end. 109 yards and a touchdown. Jamison Crowder, revenge narrative. We talked about that. 5 for 76 and a touchdown. Bell was okay, not great. I thought Bilal Powell ran well. I did. I thought Bilal Powell ran well. Maybe Ty Montgomery's a backup? I don't think so. All right, the Vikings and Broncos. If you're a Bronco fan, you have to be very upset today. Firstly, your team is winning 20 to nothing at halftime. 20 to nothing at halftime. And you lose. That's just unheard of. Secondly, if you watch the game, did you see the last play of the game? That Viking defender was pulling fans jersey i don't care who wins the game but please don't end the game on something like that if that game was in denver they'd definitely throw that flag that was horrible what do you don't you hold the flag because it's in minnesota it was a terrible ending of that game brandon allen took that team down the field he did he took that team down the field i know i look you're not winning much with brandon allen but he's he's okay He's a jag, just a guy. Lindsey was okay. Freeman couldn't do anything. You can't run on the Vikings, but you can throw on them. Cortland Sutton, 113 yards. Tim Patrick, back from IR, 77 yards. Noah Fant, love this kid Noah Fant, 60 yards. Fant's legit. Fant could be better than TJ Hawkinson. I know Hawkinson went higher, but I think Fant's a real good player. But I've got to give all the credit in the world to Kirk Cousins. I didn't think he was going to play this well this week. I was way wrong on him. Great second half. Great. Great second half on Stephon Diggs. Chris Harris who? Five for 121 and a touchdown. By the way, we gave you Irv Smith on Friday. Did I not? I I told you the tight ends were going to be good, and they were. Rudolph, 5-for-67 in a touchdown. Irv, 3-for-20 in a touchdown. I told you I didn't like B.C. Johnson. Dalvin Cook was really shut down. Dalvin Cook didn't win anybody a league yesterday. Played played okay, but not great. But the Vikings go into the bye week, 8-3. It's a pretty good team. Adam Thielen will be back makes a huge difference that this Viking team beats the Broncos who were, for lack of a better word, plucky, they played well. Should've won that game. There was some report about Vic Fangio being a nightmare. Well, I'm just throwing this out there and I'm not trying to be an ageist. And I apologize if anybody thinks I am. Do you really expect like a, was he Vic Fangio 61 or 62? Do you really expect him to be easygoing? Usually the older you get and the longer you've been around the league, the more gruff you are. Why is this a shock? If he was a sweet teddy bear type, he wouldn't have lasted that long in in football. Problem is, in, in a society where everybody gets a trophy, nobody wants to be yelled at. Well, ask yourself this question. Remember when you played in school? Maybe it was middle school or high school or whatever. Did you perform better with the sweet, lovely coach or the coach who yelled at you? My, my guess is the coach who yelled at you. Because the truth of the matter is, the coach who yelled at you probably secretly liked you too. Because he yelled at you because he liked you. But the sweet, nice coaches, teams don't usually do that well with them. I, I think the Broncos have been okay with Vic Fangio. Maybe he gets fired this year. I don't know. But I don't think he's done a bad job. The Broncos were terrible in the beginning of the year. They're much better now. Speaking of much better now, how much better are the Falcons? Oh my God, they are so much better. The defense, Carolina scored three points yesterday. So let's just stop. Let's just stop this whole Kyle Allen is the future in Carolina. He was sacked like five times, threw four interceptions, looked terrible. Let's not make Kyle Allen out to be the future of the franchise. Now, you know I don't have any love for Cam Newton, but I'm not loving Kyle Allen either. That was a bad, bad, bad game. McCaffrey, though, 14 for 70, 11 for 121. D.J. Moore, 8 for 95. Greg Olson, 5 for 57. They can't get Curtis Samuel started for the life of them. 4 for 25. You just know if Curtis Samuel was on, like, I don't know, a better team. Could you imagine Curtis Samuel on the Packers? Aaron Rodgers would go to town with that guy. Devontae Adams and Curtis Samuel? Oh, my God. Falcons, though. Matt Ryan, 311 yards and a touch. By the way, I want to give all the credit in the world to Steve Renner. Steve Renner, full-time DFS, said, don't play Brian Hill. He was right. 30 yards rushing, 8 receiving. Calvin Ridley, out of his mind, 8 for 143 and a touch. Julio Jones, 6 for 91. Everybody else was just blah. I was upset about the Russell Gage touchdown that was called back. I used Russell Gage and some DFS there. I think he's interesting. I do. Think he's interesting. And keep your eyeballs on Cadre Allison. He got he had a touchdown. Maybe if Brian Hill's not the guy, maybe it's Allison who played a pit. It's possible. But you're the Panthers. You're in big trouble right now. You should have won that game. You're expected to win that game. And now the playoffs aren't going to be as easy because you can't beat the Falcons at home. That's just an expectation. Kyle Allen let everybody down. It's amazing, though. They scored three points, and McCaffrey still had 30 fantasy points. Just shows you how good he is. The number one pick by far, by far, without question, Christian McCaffrey. Saquon, nice player. Zeke, nice player. Kamara, nice player. Numero uno, Christian McCaffrey. That's just fact. All right, guys, we're going to continue to break down the games. I got a lot to talk about. Jaguars, Colts, Bills, Dolphins, Texas Ravens. We'll be back with you right after this.
2: and these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? All Go to pointsbet.com backslash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bets. So, for example, if you're playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Chiefs as road favorites minus 4.5 and and they beat the Chargers by 7 points, you'll get 7 times your stake. That's pointsbet.com backslash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website for details. Sean, I'm looking at the Baseball Hall of Fame ballot here. Is Donnie Baseball not on the main ballot?
4: No, he's on the modern uh, baseball committee era ballot. They vote on December 8th.
3: So So uh, I'm looking at this one here. Bobby Abreu, no. Josh Beckett, no. Heath Bell, seriously? No. Bonds, no. I mean, Bonds should, but he won't be. Chavez, no. Roger Clemens. Adam Dunn, he hitting 198. He's on the ballot, as you know that. Sean Figgins, for Cal. Jason Giambi. Todd Helton. Is Todd Helton a Hall of Famer? Great name, great name. Yes, I believe he is. You? Good player. I think he is. I don't know if he's done it long enough, but he is. Raul Abadie? No, this guy. No. Nope. Have you heard of this guy, Derek Jeter? Uh, I, th- I think I have. I think I have. I think, yeah, he might be. He might get it. Andrew Jones? No. Jeff Kent? No. Mike Cardano's favorite player? And Paul Konerko? No. Why is? Cliff he... Lee? No. Paul Konerko. Just ask Mike about Konerko. Okay. Yeah, ask him about him. Carlos Jalapena. No. Brad Penny. Did you know Brad Penny's on the Hall of Fame ballot?
4: I, I did. And you know what he's uh, famous for? Dating Alyssa Milano.
3: Oh, that's, a, that's worth it right there. Right. Andy Pettit, J.J. Putts, oh, really a Hall of Famer. Manny Ramirez, is he a Hall of Famer to you? No, because of the PEDs. Hmm. Brian Roberts, no. Scott Rowland, no. Kurt Schilling, Kurt Schilling, yes, yes. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I do. Gary Sheffield, I think is, but he's a Hall of Fame wacko too. Yes, yes. Alfonso Soriano, no. Sammy Sosa, no. Jose Valverde, Omar. How about Omar Vizquel? Yes. You think he's a Hall of Famer? I do. Yes.
4: Can if Ozzy Smith is in, fame? why, why would you keep out uh, Omar Vizquel?
3: Because it's a Wizard of Oz.
4: I, I get that in championships, but Omar Viscal was great with the glove.
3: He was great with the glove. Billy Wagner, no, Larry Walker. So we're yes, saying Yes,
4: Larry Walker, yes. Yes,
3: on Larry Walker. Yeah, I, I so, so we're saying Helton, Jeter, Schilling, Viscal, Walker. There's no way all five of those guys go in. No,
4: but eventually I'd I like to see those guys all get in.
3: I think, I think Jeter gets in, and that's it. And then that's it on this list.
4: Kurt uh, Schilling too. I, I think Schilling's going to get in.
3: Yep. You think? You think yeah, I think the sediment
4: has changed, and, and he's be getting more and more votes each and every year. Uh, I, I believe he'll get in this time.
3: I, he look. He deserves it. He was a great player. To me, you have to be. I, I'm being honest here. You have to be great during the regular season, but you have to be a playoff player too. You got to win something. I you
4: there. That's what hurts, Manley.
3: Yeah. You, you got to do something. You know what? I just I don't know. Did they win? Todd Helton was was okay in the playoffs, right? I'd have the scale to look was up. okay well, w- when know. the Cleveland That's... was in the playoffs.
2: Yeah.
3: Larry Walker, I don't remember them doing anything in the playoffs, though. All I know is Sean Figgins is on the thing and J.J. Putz. Who knew? I love it. And Canarco. <sighs> yeah. And Can- Car- Cardona's favorite guy. All right. Jaguars against the Colts. So here's why fantasy football might be the most singularly frustrating thing you could ever do in, in life. Years ago... There was a guy named Jonathan Williams, a running back from the University of Arkansas, who was actually a pretty good player. If I'm not mistaken, he gets drafted by Seattle. He gets cut. He was the Bills, gets cut. Maybe he was with the Bills first, then he's with Seattle. Whatever it is, this guy can't do anything. He's basically out of football. Wasn't he there maybe with the Saints, too, when Kamara was out? Oh, Jonathan Williams is going to be the guy. Didn't do anything. Nothing. Well, Marlon Mack gets injured yesterday. Jordan Wilkins is inactive. And Jonathan Williams comes off the schneid for 13 carries for 116 yards. In a million years, I wouldn't have predicted that one. And if you did, please call in, and I would like to interview you. Because you, my friend, are the smartest fantasy person I know. Because I had no clue. Didn't see that one in a million years. But I'll tell you this. The Jaguars only had 29 rushing yards. When Leonard Fournette goes 8 for 23 and Rykel Armstead's 1 for 6, you're not winning any games. Now, here's the good news. Nick Foles looked good. He's got a wonderful schedule coming up. DJ Chark was out of his mind. Conley played well. Conley played very well with with Foles in preseason. Where was D.D. Westbrook? Four for 32. D.D. did nothing. T.Y. Hilton, though, by the way, feeling better. Making great progress for Thursday Night Football, by the way. So, I think Hilton wants to play. I think he plays this week. If I had to guess, I think he plays. Um... So let's see. James Coe, some lose here. James Connor, up in the air. Seriously? How about him not playing? It was a bad shoulder. And Adam Schefter reports Juju injured his knee on the same play he suffered a concussion. Oh, my God. How about just get Juju out for the year and just start over next year for the Steelers? I know the Steelers are doing better than I think they are, but they're just not that, a good, that good team either. Okay. Bills and Dolphins, if you started Devin Singletary, I've got a few things to say to you, okay? Firstly, he's going to be a fantasy star. But a few things have to happen first. One, the Bills still bring Frank Gore in on the goal line. So we're in the 10-yard line, you see Frank Gore. That's a problem. Secondly, Josh Allen is mobile And Josh Allen runs it in when they get near the goal line. Thirdly, they're not throwing the ball to Singletary enough, especially when they're winning. When they're winning, they're going to Brown and Beasley and maybe a little smattering of Dawson Knox, but they're not going to Singletary. So if the Bills are winning, he doesn't get the catches, If they're driving down the field, he's not getting the touchdowns. So he's basically good within the 20s. And that is not going to win you any fantasy championships. So I'm not telling you I don't love Devin Singletary. I do. And one day soon, he may be a breakthrough, bust out player. But I don't think it's this year. I know. I'm crushed. I'm crushed. But they're just not using him the right way. They're not using him at the goal line. They've got Frank Gore, who needs to get like another 70 yards to break Barry Sanders' record. So Gore is going to get more carries. Allen is stealing a ton of touchdowns. And they don't throw to him. They throw to John Brown. They throw to Cole Beasley. By the way, let me tell you right now, I love Cole Beasley next week. Love him next week. Chris Harris takes Brown. Nobody takes Beasley. Beasley goes to, the, goes, goes to town next week. All right, for the Dolphins, can we just congratulate ourselves a little bit? I gave you Patrick Laird. That was 12 points right there, guys. Who else would have done that? I told you. I was a little surprised, though. The Bills did not stop Devontae Parker. I told you they were going to stop Mike Isecki. Very good against tight ends. But Alan Hearns was respectable, and Devontae Parker had a very good game. Kalen Balaj is so bad. It's so bad, I don't know why they don't play Patrick Laird more. We know what Kalen Balaj is. Truly awful. Truly awful. All right, Texans against the Ravens. So, do you remember on Friday when we broke this game down? And I said to you... I just don't see a pathway for wide receiver success. And that, that came to fruition. DeAndre Hopkins was good, seven for 80. But the rest of these guys didn't, didn't even get 30 yards. Kenny Still's been terrible. Kiki QT is awful. Fells did nothing. There's just nothing for nothing to be had. Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters are really good secondary. I think the Ravens are a very hard team to beat. You've got Lamar Jackson, who is much better than Michael Vick. Much better than Cordell Stewart. He is really good. Maybe Vick had a better arm to throw the ball farther. But nobody runs like this kid. This kid is a beast. Then they've got two guys who could run the football in Gus the Bus Edwards and Mark Ingram. Then you've got a three-headed Hydra, Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, Nick Boyle. And then you've got the speed of Marquise Brown. It's a real good team. Now, do I think the Patriots could beat them? Yes, if they had two weeks to prepare. But it's not easy to beat. The Ravens, when you only have three days to practice for them, because you just don't see it, and you're like, well, maybe this Jackson guy, I could stop him. No, you can't. He's bigger and faster than you than you thought he was. Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson, and Jackson uh, exchanged uh, jerseys after the game. Watson wrote on Jackson's MVP. McCaffrey, Russell Wilson, and Jackson MVPs of this year right? And we didn't even see Hollywood Brown do anything. It's a very, very good team. This really is. They, I don't know. I guess they are fun to watch because they play good defense and they've got a great quarterback. All right, we're breaking the games down. I still have about five more to get to. I'm Dr. Roto, and I'll be back with you right after this. Big Phil in Kentucky said that Lamar threw the ball 100 yards in high school. Big Phil follows him from Louisville. And I said, no, he's wrong. I heard it was middle school with his left hand. Come on, Big Phil. You know that Lamar was doing it when he was like three. That's how good this kid is. Okay, let's continue breaking it down. Cowboys, Lions. I am so upset at myself. I I need to apologize to you all. I'm so sorry the lions are the worst team against slot receivers in the nfl and i should have had randall cobb it's my fault i'm sorry i'm getting old i'm losing it i'm not as sharp as i was just last week i should have had it i missed it i missed it gallup was sensational cobb was sensational cooper saw darius Slay. that was the problem there elliot was good prescott was great Prescott was great, right? Prescott vultures, but, you know, Zeke got his. By the way, if you had Bo Scarborough, remember that offer I made if you had Jonathan Williams? I doubled that offer. You could co host with me if you knew about Bo Scarborough. All right, that's how good you must be as a fantasy player. Because I didn't even like Bo Scarborough when he was at Alabama, he was okay. Now he comes in. I mean, but the Lions, they just don't want to go with Ty Johnson and McKissick. But, you know, it's very hard right now. If you have Kenny Galladay, you've literally have to cry yourself to sleep at night. Because Jeff Driscoll is killing his value. I've got Kenny Galladay on a team that's like top 30 overall. I was top 15 about two weeks ago, and I'm falling because Kenny Galladay is doing nothing for me. One for 34 is not going to cut it. TJ Hawkinson, one for six. Stafford to Driscoll is is killing me. All right, speaking of killing me, Saints against the Buccaneers. So let me just say it to you this way. OJ Howard, fantasy funeral. Friends, let's take a moment, talk about our friend OJ Howard. He was once a first-round draft pick. Highly regarded by the team. But since then, a new regime has come in, a new coach, a new offensive coordinator, and they hate O.J. Howard. O.J. was so confused on offense yesterday, he had the ball thrown right to him, and he was bobbling it and trying to catch it backwards. It was at this point when he lost the ball, and the Saints got it. And Bruce Arians looked and said, get off my field, I hate you. And there went OJ. Bye. And in came Cameron Brate, who caught 10 passes the rest of the game. So my friends, if you have OJ Howard at this point, feel free to cut him. Because I can't imagine the Buccaneers using him anymore. Not when Cameron Braid is catching 10 passes. Second only to how bad bad OJ Howard was, was Jameis Winston. This guy, you will never, never win a Super Bowl with Jameis Winston. Tell me I'm wrong. This guy just makes so many stupid plays. He's the king of dumb plays. I mean, Mike Evans, four for 69. There's no Marshawn Lattimore. There's no Marshawn Lattimore, and you only throw the ball seven times to Godwin and Evans? Scotty Miller has the same number of catches as Mike Evans? Cameron Braid has 10? Come on. And don't tell me you you love Ronald Jones, Bruce Arians, when you can't run the ball at all. And by the way, you are still in this game going into the fourth quarter. We gave you Michael Thomas, we gave you Jared Cook. That was the biggest layup in the history of mankind. Jared Cook scoring a touchdown. Drew Brees, good, didn't have to be great. All right, the Cardinals and 49ers. I think if the 49ers make a deep run, they're gonna look to this game. And this game was the catalyst. Because they should have lost this game to the Cardinals. They should have lost. Cardinals outplayed them, they really did. But in the fourth quarter, we wondered whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo could bring his team back, and he did. He did. They barely ran the balls, like thirty-four yards. But Debo Samuel, wow. Kyle Juszczyk, wow. Kendrick Bourne, identity or Bourne legacy, wow. Ross Dwelly, wow. Because the Cardinals are the worst team ever against opposing tight ends. 49ers were stupendous. And then they threw in that last touchdown at the end just to like piss everybody off who bet again, who bet for the Cardinals. For the Cardinals, I thought that Kyla Murray played okay. Kenyon Drake was good. And Christian Kirk gave you 10 points, which I think was kind of surprising. But they can't get, they don't know how to make Andy Isabella relevant. They just don't know how to do that. I don't know how that's possible. Because this guy is a good player. He is. So I think we talked about it before. I told you I like the under in the Bengals-Raiders game. Here was the reason why. These were two teams who like to run the ball. The Raiders are not a passing team. They prefer to run. They pass when they have to. Carr passed very effectively, 25 for 29, 292 yards and a touchdown. Waller was good. Renfer was good. Tyrell Williams was good. Josh Jacobs was great. Josh Jacobs didn't have the touchdown that we thought he would. For the Bengals, Ryan Finley, not the answer. Not that Andy Dalton is. But I got to say that we you have to be pleased with Joe Mixon. He has looked really good. I feel very badly for Auden Tate, who was injured. And by the way, Tyler Boyd cost me at least 1000 bucks. I had a great team in DraftKings with the exception of Tyler Boyd. I had Josh Allen, I had McCaffrey, I had John Brown, I had Debo Samuel, and then I had this guy, this nothing from Tyler Boyd, two points. Killed me, killed me. How do I put the Roto children through college when Tyler Boyd does that? How? It's all about you, Tyler, isn't it? What about me? All right, Patriots and Eagles. I have a lot of issues with the Patriots right now. Do you know that Tom Brady threw for 216 yards? Sony Michel ran for 33. He was the high. And Julian Edelman caught 53 yards receiving. How does that win you games? I know the Patriots defense is sensational. And I got to give credit to the Eagles defense for being good. But man, that Patriots offense, I don't know. Maybe they really need Rob Gronkowski to come back. I'm sure Tom Brady's like, dude, I need you now. Let's win another one. I need you. Because I don't know whether they can do it with this team. It's just not good enough. It's good enough to get to maybe a bye. And maybe they win that first game. But I don't know whether they win the AFC Championship game. They don't beat the Ravens right now. They don't. They don't beat the Ravens with this team. Sanu looked off. James White looked off. Just wasn't good. The Eagles. This was a winnable game for the Eagles. 10-9 10-9 at halftime, and they couldn't do anything in the second half. Carson Wentz looked terrible. Miles Sanders didn't get the ball enough. Zach Ertz looked great. This team desperately needed Jeffrey. J.J. Artega-Whiteside, not good enough yet. Jordan Matthews, oh my God, he's terrible. The receivers are terrible. You have Ertz, you have Goddard, and that's about it. I, I don't. The Eagle, I, if the Eagles win the division, I'll be shocked, because I think the Cowboys are a much better team. Much. All right, Rams, Bears in a game that really wasn't that entertaining. We've already talked about how bad Mitch Trubisky is. He's really bad. Taylor Gabriel led the team in receiving, which we kind of knew that he would because Allen Robinson saw Jalen Ramsey. And if there was ever a trade that helped the team, the Rams are so much better with Jalen Ramsey on the field. So much better. It allows Donald and everybody else to do what they need to do up front. Tariq Cohen played well; that was good to see. Anthony Miller played well, but David Montgomery was awful. I guess that was to be expected. For the Rams, if you drafted Jared Goff, you've got to be pulling your hair out. Eleven for eighteen for a buck seventy-three at home. And then every big play was called back. Cooper Cup, no, that wasn't a touchdown. Josh Reynolds, that wasn't a touchdown. I mean, come on. Luckily, they ran the ball well. Todd Gurley ran the ball well. That was good. Malcolm Brown looked very good when he ran the touchdown in. That's true. But the the running was good. The, The passing was terrible. It doesn't feel like it's a Sean McVay offense. Sean McVay offenses are creative. They're interesting. This just doesn't feel that way. I don't think you win a league with Jared Goff. I just don't. Who do the Rams play the rest of the way? Let me see. Please hold. Thank you for holding. Versus Baltimore. I don't want anybody in that game. At Arizona, all right, but Goff doesn't play well on the road. Home against Seattle, that should be okay. At Dallas, I want no part of that. At San Francisco, I want no part of that. That's just not good. Giant Goff is not winning anybody a fantasy championship with that schedule. I have Goff as my quarterback in a dynasty league. I have Goff and Ryan Tannehill. And I'm telling you, with that schedule, I'm probably playing Ryan Tannehill. I will play Goff week 13 and week 14, Arizona and Seattle. I will not play him weeks 15 and 16 at Dallas and at San Francisco. No way. No way. No thank you. I don't even know who the Titans are playing. I don't even care who the Titans are playing. It's got to be better than that. Let me see. Please hold. Week 12. Uh-huh. Let's see, Titans. I think they have the Jackson. Yeah, they have the Jaguars. And let's see, moving forward, the Titans have, let's see, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Oakland, Texans, New Orleans. That's brutal too. I got to figure something out because I can't go with Jared Goff. I just don't feel good about it. Robert Woods doesn't even play. Did that catch you by surprise? Caught me by surprise. Out of nowhere, this guy's not playing. That's got to scare you. Cooper Cup has been MIA for the last couple of weeks. Are they just lost without Brandon Cooks? It's, this is I don't even know who the Rams are. There was, it was one of the most shocking things I saw last night. It's like, wow, this team is just not very good. And you know what? They're not going to make the playoffs. They're just not. All right, here's what I'm going to do when we come back. I'm going to very quickly take a look at Monday night's game. It's the Chiefs and Chargers. There are a lot of guys to play. This is a game that is just chock full of fantasy goodness. So we'll break down the guys you absolutely want to start getting in your lineups. The guys are on the bubble. But we will figure it out. The game, as you know, is in Mexico. Hopefully the field will hold up as opposed to that nightmare that it looked like last year, I think we'll be okay with that. I think they'll do a better job. I just hope nobody gets hurt. I hate, I hate these games that are away like that. Why can't we just play them all in America? That's just how I feel. What, what can I tell you? All right, we will break down Chiefs-Chargers, Mahomes-Rivers, Gordon-Williams, Hill-Allen, Kelsey-Henry, when we return right after this. All right, back with you here is Dr. Roto. Remember, Wager Talk is up next live from Las Vegas, so keep it right here for them. All right, got to get through tonight's big game. Uh, Huge game. So for the Chiefs, who am I starting? I might start this guy. I think you might have heard of him before. Oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. I heard he's pretty good, okay? You're going to start Tyreek Hill. You're going to start Sammy Watkins. You're going to start Travis Kelsey. Demarcus Robinson and Mikko Hardman, only if you're desperate. Okay, only if you're desperate. Damien Williams, it looks like he's expected to play. There was a family matter. I believe he's gonna play. He's looked good. I think you've gotta play him. If he's active, you play him, okay? If he's active, you play him. For the Chargers, you play Phillip Rivers. You play Melvin Gordon, who's actually looked very good recently. You, of course, play Austin Eckler. You play Hunter Henry who's been very on fire. You play Keenan Allen because you have to. And Mike Williams, I don't want to play Mike Williams, but, I mean, what are you going to do in this game? This should be a Mike Williams game. The guy has zero touchdowns. All we need is one. Seriously, is this the game? I hope it is. So all of these guys are in play. I believe this game will go one of two ways. If the Chargers get out to a lead, they will run the football a lot, and pass when they have to. They will run with Gordon. They will run with Eckler. They will run it thirty times if they get out to a lead. If they don't, if they fall behind, then then it's a passing game. Then it's a passing game, and it changes everything. And then Philip Rivers can make some mistakes, maybe a pick, maybe some fumbles, maybe a couple of sacks. The Chargers have to get out to an early lead, and they have to run the football. If they do that, don't be shocked to see the Chargers win. If they don't do that, the Chiefs could win by 10. Okay? It's going to go one way or the other. Just have to watch it. But right now, it's time to put away the insurance cards, to put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. If you need tonight's game, and I hope you do, good luck. I'm rooting for you. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk waiver wires, and how to get us through the final two weeks of the fantasy football season, regular season, that is. All right, guys, this is Dr. Roto saying be well and take care.
0: Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the fantasy sports.